the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 82 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, I'm going to talk about something that's vitally important. I think one of the most important things of being successful in any field is your education. And investing in apartments is no different. Now, a quick side note before we get into today's content. Once a month, Four Oaks Capital will host a webinar that talks about one or more aspects of apartment investing. This month's webinar is on Monday, January 18th. It's coming up quickly. And we're bringing on Julie Peterson from Old Capital to talk about how to fund your next apartment investment. You will need to RSVP, though. So go to our website, Diary of an Apartment Investor, look at the very top of the screen, and click the link to upcoming events to RSVP. There's also a direct link to that in the show notes. So just hit the show notes, tap the link, and RSVP. And coincidentally, later on in this podcast episode, we are actually going to talk about why webinars are an excellent way to learn about investing in apartments. Now back to the subject at hand, why investing in education is vitally important before you invest in apartments. If you put quality education and focused action together, you'll succeed at almost anything. Many years ago, I think access to information was a big hurdle that a lot of people had to overcome. But now as I speak in January 2021, there's been a mass proliferation of free educational content which allows just about anyone to learn this business. Now, there are several ways to learn what you need to know to become a multifamily syndicator or a passive investor. And this podcast episode is designed to give you a quick overview of various methods, along with some of the strengths and weaknesses. I'll also tell you what to look for in any given method so you can steer clear of pitfalls in your learning as well as your road to success. And I'll also give you a small warning. With that mass proliferation of free content, there is a lot of good content out there, but there is also a lot of bad content out there that you want to watch out for. So first things first, we are going to talk about the good old podcast. You know, podcasting has been more and more prevalent in the past years with billions of episodes downloaded each and every year. And podcasts about multifamily are popping up all the time. You know, best part about it is they're free and you can listen almost anywhere. When I first started listening to real estate podcasts, I'd listen during my commute every day. I would listen while exercising, you know, on a long run or a bike ride. And different podcasts look at real estate investing from different angles. And each podcast episode can focus on one or more aspect of investing. You know, besides the ease and convenience, I think the main benefit is you get to hear real people tell real stories. And some of them I could very easily relate to and learn from. And some were very encouraging and inspiring for the aspiring investor that I was. On the flip side, it's hard to find podcasts that will get into the level of detail you need to learn the skills necessary to succeed. For example, try to learn how to underwrite a property from podcasts. Also, podcasts typically aren't going to give you a sequential A to Z guide for becoming an investor. And last thing I'll mention on podcasts is since it's so easy to start a podcast, there are thousands out there on any subject. It may be difficult to determine which hosts are actually experienced in their field and which ones aren't. Some inexperienced podcasters with the best intentions may put out bad information. I mean, good for them for producing content and trying to make their way, but that may be bad for you. So what to look for? Podcasts from experienced hosts that motivate and inspire you to take action. You know, one way to figure this out is check for ratings and reviews. Typically, the better a podcast is, the more ratings and reviews it'll have. And finally, as with everything here, ask for recommendations. 
Find somebody who's a few steps ahead of you in the apartment investing journey and ask them. The next thing we'll look at are books. This is also a very basic way to learn and it's different from podcasts in several ways. You know, unlike podcasts, most books are very structured and sequential, whereas the podcasts are often unscripted. Books can use other ways of conveying information. For example, a book can use a diagram, picture, chart, or table to help explain a topic. Now, like podcasts, you can also take books with you using apps like Kindle or even listen to books on your device of choice, just like a podcast. Now, also like podcasts, books come in a range of topics. Some give a general overview of syndications or apartment investing in general, while others will focus on a singular topic, like raising capital or conducting due diligence. And also, some people just learn better from reading than they do from listening. Of course, most books are not free, though you can get a whole host of books for rather cheap in electronic form, most books from established authors are going to carry a price tag. Now, like podcasts, anyone can write and publish a book these days and sell it on Amazon. So what to look for? You know, Once again, books from experienced operators that meet your specific needs. Buy at established retailers and look at the ratings and reviews to determine the quality of a book before you buy it. And like everything else, ask for recommendations. Now let's talk about videos like YouTube channels. In a way, videos are like a fusion of podcasts and books in that you can learn through visual presentations and through listening to what is said. A lot of podcasters are now also recording video and publishing that as well. Now, there are several YouTube channels that are designed to teach a business. Now, just disclaimer, when I say YouTube, there are other platforms for distributing your video content, but YouTube is probably the largest one. Anyway, there are several YouTube channels that are designed to teach this business. The videos and the content can be organized in sequential order or hop around different subjects with different guests. Certain subjects like analyzing financials on a property can be much better explained on the videos as you'll be able to see the screen and hear the explanation at the same time. Obviously, with as with podcasts and books, there's a similar warning to video channels. With platforms like YouTube, Vimeo, and Dailymotion, there's quite a proliferation of content creators and channels. So once again, watch out for inexperienced videographers trying to fake it until they make it. Another downside is it's a little harder to watch videos while driving or running or biking like you can a podcast or audiobook. You may need to dedicate time specifically to this one action. What to look for. Like books and podcasts, you want a reputable content creator. Look for someone who's actually active in the business and can speak from experience. Also, check ratings and reviews. Next item on the agenda, webinars. You know, webinars are also a great way to learn and they come with all the benefits of videos above. So I'm not going to repeat any of that. I do think a webinar is preferable to a normal video content because there's typically some sort of interaction between the host, speakers, and the guests. A lot of webinars will have Q&A periods or allow people to post questions about the content. So if you can catch a webinar live, you'll be able to ask questions about the content itself. And if you're not able to ask or you're not willing to ask a question, other people there may have the exact same question and ask it for you. So once again, with webinars, what to look for, reputable hosts and speakers discussing topics that are relevant to you. And if the webinars allow for a little bit of networking afterwards, even better. And that brings us to our next topic, meetups and networking events. Now look at these less like events where you go to learn and more like an event where you go specifically to meet somebody. I started going to meetups to listen to the guest speakers and to learn from the content presented. But what I quickly found out is networking after the guest speaker was done was much more important than the content that was shared. Investing in apartments is a team sport and you'll need people on your team. Networking events bring together a bunch of like-minded people that are potential partners, mentors, investors, or service providers. Meeting the right person can accelerate your process faster than any other single thing on this list. 
So what to look for? Events in groups that attract high-quality people with similar interests. You'll also want these events to allow for interaction between guests. For physical meetups, they'll obviously have to be close enough to your home that you can get to them within a reasonable amount of time. Now, next on the list and kind of climbing up the ladder are the online or in-person courses. Now, like books, these courses will typically be set up in a very logical, sequential order, and it's a great way to learn. And it may incorporate several different methods already discussed. Now, most courses are paid content, so you'll have to pull out a credit card at some point to access the material. And most paid content is curated a little better, and it should provide better value than the free content you find on YouTube, podcasts, or other channels. Now, these courses can be centered around content or around community. But the best ones, I think, bring both information and people together. Because once again, it is a team sport. Now, a lot of these courses will also give you more frequent access to the creators so you can ask them questions and learn directly from them. Now, once again, this is paid content. But one thing I'd say is don't be afraid of paying money to learn. Look at a good course like you would higher education. Most people have no problem paying paying tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a college degree. So don't let a one or $2,000 price tag stop you from learning what you need to learn to become whom you want to become. Now, what to look for? Once again, reputable content creators with information in the best format for you. Also look for a community so you can network with others with similar interests and goals. And like everything else, look for references. Now, last item on the list is going to be mentorship. And this is perhaps a pinnacle of the education pyramid, but it typically has a price tag that rivals a new car purchase that you're contemplating. Now, most mentorship programs will include online or in-person courses, and the educational aspect is vitally important to mentorship. This will allow learners to go through a self-paced content between mentoring sessions. Now, what mentors can do is they can help guide you through the process, keep you on track, and push you past your limiting beliefs. What they won't do they're not going to do the work for you. It's still up to you to take appropriate action and push through. Now, in my experience, mentorship helped me to accelerate my growth and tackle projects that were a lot larger than I ever thought possible in a time frame that I never thought possible. And three years ago, I paid for a mentorship course that has accelerated my own success. So when I talk about mentorship, I am talking from a position of experience. Now, what to look for? Look for the content, the community, and experienced mentors. And once again, definitely ask others for recommendations. Now, in conclusion, there's a lot of options for learning out there, and I have done all of the above at some point in time. Now, hopefully this gives you a quick overview of what's out there and helps you design a learning program that is perfect for you. And that's it for today's show. Stay tuned. Tomorrow is Thursday. We have a Throwback Thursday episode that gets uh, recycled every week. And Friday, we'll release a new Ask the Expert episode with experienced investor Prashant Kumar and aspiring investor Max Harkavy. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.